Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Expressions, the podcast. This week, we have a special guest. We have Greg King, who is a photojournalist in Newmarket. This is going to be a great conversation. Hi, I'm Greg. Um, photojournalist, well, it's my latest gig. Uh, and that's actually the only thing that was left during the pandemic, since news is an essential service. <laughs> So basically, I spent the pandemic chasing after ambulances, fire trucks, you know, police cars. I want to know more about that. I want to find out um, how you got into that, too, because uh, I know you had a whole career before that. Before we do that, though, Greg, I'm just going to say a quick hello to Aurora and Mark. Uh, catch the world up on what we've been up to for the quick week, and then we'll get right into the rest of our chat. Aurora, what are you up to, man? How, I, it's Every time I see you, it feels like I haven't seen you in forever because I'm so used to seeing you every day. And now I just don't see yeah. you at all. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. I feel the same way. Um, I've actually had a fairly busy week, a lot of running around in preparation for uh, two of my best friends uh, getting married. Uh, they got married on Friday, uh, so it was very, very exciting. Very cool. um, there's a lot of like little um what's it called preparations that i had to do um or kind of help out with um or offered to help out with uh, as a bridesmaid <laughs> uh for one of my friends so um you know running get getting masks that are all color coded in the same size and practicing a reading because i i did a reading during a ceremony um and then in the previous weeks i was making paper flowers to get the bouquets together and that kind of thing so it was uh it was a busy week <laughs> uh but i'm so happy for uh george and danny um and uh yeah so i was really happy to be a part of their day and what was it like being around so many people though that it was, was like a little new. it was a little frightening in um uh what's it called a I don't know, uh, seeing so many people all at once. However, the way that this church was, it was such a big open space with really high roofs. Um, the way that they had the seating all laid out uh, was, what's it called? Um, the uh, only people of the same household could sit in a spot and then that was six uh, six foot distance. So it wasn't like a, a, a traditional church with pews. They were so like- So it was like groups of- different yeah. bubbles yeah so that out. was actually really good um i was of course at the front uh with the rest of the bridal party the only two people in the entire church that could have their mask off was the bride um except for uh when we were taking like a two second photo so you go up you take off your mask you take the photo and then you put your mask back on and then go back to your seat or wherever you were standing before so there was that and there was no food being served either um, so it was a very interesting experience. I also ran the live stream for that day because, you know, my friends knew that I do these, uh, uh, what's it called, podcasts and live streams with Brian uh, when I was over at the New Market store. And uh, I miss doing. I miss doing it too. <laughs> I haven't been doing them since. You should so. do them through StreamYard, and you can do it from your each store. That you is. Could, a you could just do it on Saturdays, like we're doing this. Just, we'll, just we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll yeah. Let's, let's offline this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was well, a great cool. week. I'm yeah. glad you had a great week. Mark, man, what have you been up to? Um, well, it's been a, um, a culinary uh, exercise in my house in the last week. Our, our guest last week was a chef, and I have continued to experiment like crazy. Uh, 
my my wife has not complained one bit. She's had all these wonderful <laughs> meals. I've done I've done ribs in the smoker. I did chicken wings last night. I've I've just continued to experiment. And um, Christina last week really inspired me. So that was awesome. Uh, so if, so if you're watching awesome. this, watch last week's episode after you watch this conversation with uh, Greg King because it's going to be an amazing chat. I think for sure. Yeah, yeah awesome. that's so awesome. Well, let's or a start total to train get wreck. To that. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> no way, man. There's no such thing. I have a camera in case it is. If it's live, there's no such thing as a train wreck. You just go with it, and it'll all turn out good. <laughs> Actually, we can edit this, so I guess we can edit out the train wreck if it happens. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn right, I know. That's why we do it this way, Greg. We're not that dumb. <laughs> I've done live shows before. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's let's get into uh, our conversation, Greg. Um, before we do, though, I just want to remind people, if you are enjoying the Expressions podcast, please click like on our shows, uh, subscribe to our channel. If we hit a certain number of subscribers, we're going to be able to change the name to our proper expressions, the podcast YouTube page instead of um, youtube.com slash number, number, this, that, whatever. So that's that would be great, and that would be awesome. So if you guys want to subscribe, please do. Um, and if you don't, well, I hope you just enjoy the show because we have a great time doing this. Uh, Greg, one of the yeah. things you were talking about was how uh, – you're now covering all the things. You're just chasing things around, but you had a whole life before you did all that. Um, which life? <laughs> like I know when, the first time I, I spoke I, with you at the store, you told me about your previous career and um, some of the things that you had done before you got into uh, into the photojournalism. Aurora and I, I mean, we knew you as as a photographer, but there's so much more to it. Uh, so maybe you can give us like a brief synopsis of how, how it all started, where the passion started for oh, cameras man. and how you transitioned from your actual previous career into where you are today. Well, I started photography in high school. So that was around 1973, 74. I know I spent uh, pretty much spent the entire grade 12 in the dark room. <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as I was on school property and I kept up my grades, the teachers were okay with it. So, um, yeah, and that's where I got into photography. And somehow I managed to get it. I was really interested in photographing people. Uh, so if you go around the street and you start doing that, uh, you get in a bit of trouble. So anyway, so what I started doing was photographing musicians, performers. You know, they're a bunch of raving egomaniacs anyways. So, um, so that's what started me doing existing light club photography. So that was during the 80s in Edmonton. Um, I finally graduated university. Um, so, yeah, after, what, geez, 14 years, <laughs> three degrees, finally wow. came out. Yeah, and I uh, came out here, uh, out here, Ontario, uh, to work. Now, what I studied was kind of related. Uh, I was an analytical chemist, uh, spectroscopist. Uh, basically analyzing chemicals using uh, ultraviolet and visible light. So there you go, light. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, built optics and things like that. Uh, so, so there's where the optics came come in again. Um, so anyway, so I came out here, uh, spent about 20 years for a company making uh, analytical instrumentation. Uh, the company got um, taken over by an American equity fund. Uh, we started selling off divisions for cash to pay off their investors. Uh, I knew, you know, it was not going to be a good, good ending. So um, I had a plan. Uh, 
basically I had to piss off my boss, new American boss enough. So he'll pay me to go away, but not cross the line into open insubordination. We get you fired with cause. Oh, geez. Look at the foresight on you. So, um, <laughs> well, it took two years. I was hoping he'd be out in one. Wow. You know, and then uh, I got out and th three months later, the stock. Oh, yeah. So I sold my, dumped my stock. And then three months later, it tanked. So mm. bailed in time. And then started up uh, photography full time. Um, most of my friends, all my friends who also got let go, combined their packages and formed up a co uh, competing company. Uh, as of two years ago, they retired. I'm still living below the poverty line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, I, I've been photographing performers since the 80s. I hang out with musicians, actors. Um, so I knew poverty was involved, uh, 20 years as an engineer paid for, paid off the house. So it's amazing how cheap you can live on if you don't have a mortgage. It's so, true. Yeah. So That's anyway, awesome. so yeah, I decided to become a photographer and, uh, I do all kinds of things. So, uh, there's no money in photographing performers really, uh, these days. Uh, so I do anything and everything. Um, so I became versatile. And then uh, back in 2018, a new paper formed up here in Newmarket. And since I had contacts, I've been like photographing the local scene, events, politicians, uh, everything, you know. Uh, so I was known. So when the uh, new newspaper formed up, uh, again, it was staff from York Region Media Group. Uh, Metroland, uh, so they knew already knew me, so I had an offer. Uh, now I'm only freelance, so I'm you know it's a gig. I'm not an employee now. Um, okay, so kind of this gets onto what I'm going to be talking about later. Yeah, because I, I find that works for me because uh, as a creative, a photographer, uh, um, freelance, I own the photos. Mm not the paper. So I've resold them. You know, like if I photograph, you know, like uh, Trudeau, which I have, uh, now that one, he has his own and the national, so there, there's no one inter really interested. But uh, for some other people, uh, I have, you know, locally resold the photos. You know, plus, you know, uh, as I get into sometimes on a, on, a, on a job, I'll get some interesting photos and it becomes... A greeting card you know so anyways so anyway so that's the the good news is you know like yeah it's, it's a gig job but you know uh but i have other gigs and and stuff like that i do all kinds of things these days uh because of the pandemic uh because pre-pandemic i mean weekends were brutal you know because i do events uh, even for the paper so uh and weekends are 16 hour days mm -hmm. You know, plus, and my corporate customers want me during the week, you know, so. So there's been a full year of pandemic now, year and a bit. Yep. How's that shift happened? How have you been okay. able to continue? How have you been able to keep at it? Because there's no events. There's no yeah. things to shoot. Yeah. So um, I'm continuing to shoot whatever there is for the paper. So I've been chasing uh, fire engines, police cars, ambulances. Two weeks ago, I chased an ambulance and found that some woman fell into the river with her two kids 
Oh no. Yeah, in a stroller, Valley. And I oh, guess no. she wanted to show them the duckies. No. And it was really steep. They were okay. They were okay. Okay, okay. I was just gonna ask. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of crying. And the minute I heard all the two little kids crying, I thought, okay, they're fine. If they are you know, if they're not crying, we worry. And you know? so yeah. uh and so that was eight dollars. Hmm. You know, spot photo. Um sometimes it's fires and things like that so that'll be 20. okay uh, so ex explain what you mean by that is it level of importance you, there's a different pay rate um it's how many photos so the, I, I don't know about uh, the era because they actually uh, york region media group because they have their own photographer photographer notice i use singular now oh yeah uh they used to have two photographers for every town now they have one photographer for all of york region yeah, and basically the reporters are told, grab a photo with your cell phone. Really? Okay, so yeah. it's not necessarily photography anymore. It's yeah. Uh, some of them are pretty good. I, I've met a few that are pretty good. But anyways, um, so um, if I sell a spot photo, it's just a single photo. It's eight dollars a, a photo, um, maximum of two. Uh, anything more than that, it becomes a gallery, let's say, that goes with a story. The reporter writes a story, uh, and uh, I'll do a bunch of photos. That's $20. Uh, and then if it's a, a feature article, like, okay, so the one beauty of uh, New Market Today and Village Media is that they will do photo features. So the entire story is mine. So that's $50. That's cool. So I, you know, so that's one thing I really like as opposed to, you know, you know, York region media, uh, they don't really do that. I, you know, so, um, yeah, anyway, so, um, uh, so the first Eddie, the duck story was, and I broke the story. Yeah. Uh, that was $50. The rest, the reporters went in and okay. interviewed people. And so time out, time out, time out, Eddie, the duck, for those of you who don't know, Newmarket had a, uh, a celebrity, I guess you could say, a yeah. Mandarin duck that escaped from a local farm and ended up in Fairy Lake, which is the little lake and village or uh, parkette, I guess, park in the middle of Newmarket. I go there all the time. I run my workshops from there. I do my steel wool, bunch of different stuff there. Um, and so this bird shows up and the world goes nuts. Like, I mean nuts. And that's thanks to you. Yeah, because, uh, well, I heard from the birders. We're, okay, birders are crazy. I mean, when word gets out on social media that an unusual bird uh, is seen somewhere, they literally flock, you know, over. <laughs> so I managed to catch it just nice before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, everyone was asking me, you here to photograph the duck? No, I photographed the duck yesterday when there's no one around. You know, today, you know, like there's 20 photographers, the serious wildlife. We're talking guys with 600 millimeter uh, F fours mm -hmm. you know and they're like this duck is tame half the time they couldn't shoot because it was too close uh they were in the water they lined the edge of the uh so those are my shots and uh yeah it's so, crazy they were, they yeah. were in fairy lake two of them were literally in I, they had their tripods in the water I, i've i've been in that water wearing a full dry suit and a, okay. and a yeah, and I wouldn't do it any other way. That's yeah. That's <laughs> well, they weren't like <laughs> underwater, but they had set up. They had more waiters no, in, the, in the, the water. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair, I grew up in Newmarket. Fair, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't eat any fish caught no, out there. I mean, no, God. No. Um, I went there actually. Uh, so I heard about this duck, and I was on a lunch break. Aurora, you remember this? Yes. And uh, I, I figured I was on a lunch break. I would take ten minutes and zip over there and, and have a look. So I get over there. It was still there was snow on the ground, and I saw the row. Like as soon as I'm walking in, somebody who knows me is like, "Hey, Brian, there's a there's the duck just right over there past the bridge." So I go walk over and there's the row of people just exactly what you're saying yeah. the 600 mil lenses the tripods the big flashes hooked up to the top the whole rigs yeah um just like decked out to the nines a whole row of people but they were ways off they were on the other side of the curve so i figured all right this is a good time i see eddie i got down low and i took a couple pictures and all of a sudden he started swimming toward me and i swear to god i literally had enough time to jump up put the camera close to my chest and duck like this. And I had a swarm of people with no masks. And this is right in the thick of things, right? No masks, not caring about anything, yeah. um, mobbing me, like brushing against me as they walk by. It literally gave me anxiety. Uh, I had nightmares about that and it's actually traumatized me. Uh, and I know it sounds stupid for people like in the States that are hearing this, but, or wherever, um, but no, that was traumatic and the people didn't even seem to care. And it was the most, bizarre thing and you're right people go into a trance with these birds i remember there was a bird in schomburg an owl and the exact same crew shows up 40 30 people with their cameras and oh uh, yeah i mean how do you avoid becoming paparazzi in this i mean you know what the word paparazzi originally comes from from buzzing mosquitoes literally what the definition of paparazzi is buzzing mosquitoes and um that's what the paparazzi was known as, you know, the swarm of mosquitoes that, that followed celebrities around. So how do you avoid becoming that kind of a thing when you're a photojournalist? I mean, you're, you're there to tell a story. You're there to do something that people need to know. It's a difference between some guy with more money than anything showing up with his gear and getting all whatever. Well, I have a friend who did that, uh, and he got lucky one time because uh, he actually uh, – tried to keep away from the paparazzi and I can't remember the star. This is down at TIFF down in Toronto. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the guy, a celebrity just ran. So turned around, <laughs> ran. Actually, he has a picture of him running across the hood of a cab because he was on the other side of the street trying to stay away what? from the paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which one it was, uh, but yeah, it's insane. And I, I kind of do the same. So when Trudeau was in town on the election tour, uh so i was tasked with you know photographing that so eventually it was supposed to be a small private event for the local liberal faithful 50 people ended up we closed the street hmm. it was just insane um national press corps follows him around uh there were, i think there was only three four of us locally um and after he gave his speech in front of the restaurant uh, he went and crowd surfed and basically I'm staring at the back of him and same with all the other guys. And I said, screw it. Uh, I worked my way around. Uh, I actually end up in front of him so I could photograph his face and I'm like showing him shaking hands with people and, and like that. So again, um, paparazzi, I mean, I, I've, I've early on when I started becoming full-time photography, I did that. I tried doing that. There was a uh, uh, Hollywood movie here in town, and I spent th two days, yeah, two days stalking Daniel Craig, 
and uh, I felt like scum. Um, I hang out with musicians, actors, dancers. They're friends. They trust me. I will not uh, publish an embarrassing photo of them. Uh, yeah. If I make a, a major sale, they're in for a cut because it's their image. Uh, they trust me. And sometimes they make me sign a, at a concert. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that goes part and parcel. I mean, they yeah, made you yeah. sign it once. You learn that's what they appreciate. Yeah. So that's the way you are from there forward. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So, yeah, uh, yeah I try to um, tackle it as unlike a paparazzi who's trying to get embarrassing photos. Uh, I am trying to make them look good, even right. in a natural, more natural setting rather than on stage. So I have backstage privileges. I have, yeah. So makes a difference. Uh, yeah. So that's part of what I, the things I do. So the photojournalism is what kept me going uh, during COVID because that's the only thing that's allowed. But it's your integrity that keeps you going. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's what, what gives you. Job. That's awesome. That's Up why here, put behind me. There's yeah. um, a plaque on my wall: the Barry Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, okay. I am not a wrestler. Oh. And I'm in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. And it's, to me, the coolest thing possible because these guys see me the same way. Like I've, yeah. I've had moments where you take pictures. It's the, it's the photographer that shows the, the story. Yeah. And when you have a wrestler that's in the wrong position, wrestling specifically, it could be very awkward. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> men oh, yeah. wrestling with men, whatever. Uh, it could get awkward if you show the wrong image. There's been many images of women that I've I've shot that were extremely inappropriate with with clothes too tight that I just won't share. Yeah. Um, there are wrestlers that are in the the bigs right now uh, that I've I've got photos of their full butt showing because their pants were pulled down that I, I've never shared and will never share. I've yeah. actually I deleted it. Why why I keep it? Uh, yeah. But that's the integrity, and that makes all yeah. the difference in the world. And I think that's another thing about being a photojournalist is you can't alter your image, can you? Um, you're right. Uh, so now as an artist, because I'm also I also do fine art, sometimes uh, I feel that I need to do something to it. So what happens then is uh, on the caption, I say photo illustration. That's because I high pass filtered it and done something, you know, crazy to enhance the image. Uh, I quite often do that with construction photos because it makes it look more insane. Um, I don't think uh, 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 Metrolink likes me because when they did the construction here, I made it look so bad, <laughs> like so congested. Well, it, it did look bad though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I made it look worse. Yeah. You know, 300 millimeter lens, I could compress everything from Leslie to Young oh. in the shot. Oh. So you can see at, at five o'clock <laughs> rush hour, you could see, like, like normally That's traffic's awesome. in gaps, right? Because yeah. of the street lights. Well, yeah. the compression eliminated the gaps. And then I did high pass filtering to show like the, uh, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It ended up, <laughs> Chief Jolliffe wanted a copy of the photo because <laughs> he was asking for more, for more money for traffic. <laughs> You did that on purpose too, didn't you? Yeah. And so I, I tell people, you know, it's not like adding an extra, like adding extra flames, you know, to a fire or anything like that. That's, 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 yeah. Though I did do that uh, on a job. They wanted uh, an explosion. This was a demolition job uh, for a company that does demolitions. And I caught a, I the owner walking across the site, totally oblivious 
uh, cigarette dangling from his mouth, which he's not supposed to have, you know, on site. And his oh, eyes are just on his Blackberry, you know, and it, it, was, it was a crazy, dangerous sight. And so for a Christmas present, they wanted me to Photoshop an explosion behind him. <laughs> so I did. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, for but that's for a Christmas, Christmas present. present. That's yeah. that's yeah. not yeah. published oh, yeah. in the paper. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Aurora's battery just died. Uh, yeah. uh no, it didn't. There's oh. something weird that went on here. See, the, the camera turned off, and I didn't even touch the anything. The beauties of live stream. I just spent the last month working with York Pride. They hired me to photograph in the studio while they were live streaming. So Ooh. the early, oh yeah, the cameras are going off. Uh, micro, we were losing microphones. Uh, three of the shows end up, we ended up, they ended up posting something, apologizing, and then saying, "We'll just, we're shooting to record. We'll post it later." Wow. Yeah, and that's another reason I wanted to do this show yeah. pre-recorded. Uh, we yeah. built up a bank. Actually, it was Aurora's good idea to build up a bank of episodes and yeah. um, have a few of them already ready in case something happened if yeah. we had to miss a show or yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yep, and that's another thing I've also been doing during the pandemic. Okay, so let's finish off the photojournalism. Yeah, so that's news is an essential service. Uh, I've been going around whatever news there was, if there was a protest uh, or... Protests? What kind of protests were there? Uh, what is there to protest in this day and age? Pineapple on pizza. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, real, it's, it's really sad. I was going to say, mean, I'm like, <laughs> pineapple um, on pizza. The amount of violence uh, in the hospitals. I mean, people are hurting, and some of them, like, uh, a lot of them have mental health issues. Okay, so I live in the Main Street area. Okay, it's right by South Lake. And South Lake, actually, this makes no difference. South Lake serves the entire area. Uh, there are a lot of uh, group homes, people with mental health issues, and they have not been getting their treatment because of the pandemic. And so if they show up at the hospital, they're off their meds and they've been assaulting nurses. I have uh, uh, friends who are eMERGE nurses, you know, and they're being assaulted, yeah. you know, violent patients. Um, so there was a protest about that. There was also the protest because uh, the government promised more money, pay, you know, uh, for frontline workers and didn't deliver. So the the nurses held a uh, held a protest. So there I am, and the, which leads to a funny situation here because I'm friends with a lot of people at uh, South Lake. So, uh, but if I show up with a press badge on around my neck, security is called. <laughs> and they really? escort me off the property. Wow! <laughs> and then I'll meet them. Later that day in a bar, we have drinks. But if I show up on site with a press badge and a camera. Well, they're doing their security. job, right? Yeah. 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 And they're doing their job. It's it's what management, you know. So, yeah. you know. It's a tight spot for management to be in for a situation like that. But you're just there to cover the facts. You're not yeah. trying to embellish yeah. or, or. No. But they want to put their spin on the facts, too. So, therefore, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of jealous. Uh, all during the uh, pandemic, I stopped, the star managed to get permission to go into places like St. Michael's and stuff to cover uh, in, you know, like the, the emergency in the ICUs. I never had, I would, re would really have loved to do that, you know, as a, as a journalist, you know, here at South Lake. But nope, not allowed. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, one thing that's 
has been kind of a curious thing to me since you mentioned the accident uh, with the mother and the, the yeah. two children. Um, I'm sure as a photojournalist, you've seen some like pretty, you know, uh, different things, maybe scary or been um, in situations maybe potentially of danger and that kind of thing. Um, could you maybe it's a either pretty tell us a story or it's even a just like quiet town? I'm not usually. <laughs> Uh, afraid of anything except what about the bear. He had a bear. Oh, the bear, the, oh, the bear was drugged by the time he was char charging me, you know, he was staggering. But I just okay, so a few weeks ago, a bear was uh wandered into town. Um, it wandered into an industrial zone. Uh, now this is weird, you know, because it, this lot was vacant for so long, there were trees growing on it. They had cleared the lot, you know, put up a berm with all the tops off. There's a 12-foot trees going on top of that lot. Anyways, so the bear got there, so it's pretty safe. It's it's an industrial zone. The police set up a uh, perimeter. Uh, they had rifles. So, yeah, so part of it was uh, I was there. We were waiting for, okay, ministry was already there. And I learned something. The ministry, everyone says, well, why don't they shoot it with a, you know, a tranquilizer? Because a few years ago, a bear was sh shot and killed. Uh, it wandered in, ended up. Fairy Lake in someone's backyard up a tree. Uh, the police do not have dart guns. So it's up to the ministry. Now I found out the ministry doesn't have dart guns either. It's been outsourced. They, we had to wait two hours for a uh, veterinarian from an animal uh, rescue over in Caledon to show up. Wow. So I spent Saturday afternoon with the cops um, Originally, I was scheduled to photograph at a, uh, a vaccine clinic. Now, South Lake was running it, so I knew exactly what. So I basically called up my editor and said, okay, South Lake's running it. They're not going to let me do what I want to do anyways. So you've got a reporter assigned. Just have her use her cell phone. Because be <laughs> that's all South Lake will allow is posed shots. And they will not allow a wide shot. I was told that. Interesting. A wide-angle lens. Hmm. You know? They, they claim that it's uh, privacy, you know, you know, anyways. Uh, so I made the arrangements. I spent the day with them. So basically I photographed the police waiting around. I photographed them with their rifles. Uh, I haven't gotten around to teasing the chief yet because uh, the, the uh, York Regional Police, okay, so the police cars in the back in a locked case is usually a rifle and a shotgun. Uh, so the rifle is an assault rifle. It's, um, I can't remember the model number, but it's an assault rifle. Uh, to be honest, I grew up out west uh, hunting bears too. No, I didn't hunt bears. Um, Bless you. Thank you. That assault rifle fires a pretty <laughs> small bullet. If it was a big bear, you're just going to make it angry. Oh, no. They have anyways, to mow it down for it to. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but anyways, uh, so I actually had you know the police, the bear, you know the rifles, showing the perimeter, the, uh, showing the ministry person. She was brave. She had to go in there and find the bear because she had to get a photo of it, determine its size, so that when the vet showed up, she could tell. In this case, it was a she? Uh, tell the vet the size of the bear so that the vet can actually, so it's kind of all makes sense. 
make up the appropriate dosage right. of tranquilizer. Yeah. Oh. And so I have photos of the vet arriving. I have photos of the vet's arms ma weapons master showing the ministry person how to use this particular gun. Uh, it's like a CO2 gun, like a paintball gun. Right. Uh, and uh, they all trooped in and uh, and the police were really not, the one constable was great. He actually told because he was on the radio and he was getting updates. And so basically he says, OK, he's going to come basically run straight towards me. <laughs> he cleared everyone else away, just left me there because he said he figured I knew what I was doing. Nope. You're uh, safe. You've got a camera. You're fine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just hold the camera there. I had well, a, a different kind of shooting. Hey. <laughs> 100 to 400 L. Okay, you're in the way. And okay. it was a small, no, it's a small bear. I could beat it. Okay. <laughs> and it comes staggering out. Unfortunately, it was a small bear and there was lots of grass. So I could not see the bear. I had the autofocus set for tracking. Mistake. So lots of nice, sharp photos of grass. Yeah, I was just going to say. The, blurry. the only way is to wait for the bear to get within uh, 10 meters of me, clear the grass, and I figure, nah, the, the cop's been really nice to me. This would freak him out because he was staggering. I could see this freaking huge red dart sticking out his ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's the front know. page photo right there. The yeah. red dart out of the bear's ass. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, so I never did get a decent shot of the bear until he was like passed out because I decided yeah. to clear out, you know, keep, keep the cops cool. Uh, I have to work with these people right. uh, yeah. all the time out in the streets. So I'm, I'm friends with a, uh, quite a number of police. Uh, so, yeah. And so, but I wasn't really, cause it was, it was not a big bear. Okay. It's the size of a Bouvier, which is okay. still a pretty big animal. It's hundred pounds. Was it a black yeah. bear or brown bear? Yeah, a little, little black bear. Little black bear. Wouldn't have been a brown bear. Yeah, no, wouldn't have been a brown bear. Yeah, yeah, they're fun when they're when they're intoxicated. We had a, in my yard. There's a, a an apple tree down the back, and oh. uh, they were. There was a black bear eating fermented apples off. Fermented apples off your truck. Well, I was out, I was out, this, this was last summer before we had a fence. So I was walking the dogs and spotted spotted the bear and did what every sane person would do. I got out of there and got the dogs in the house and I grabbed the yeah. camera and went back. <laughs> yeah, you smart you get dogs in the house, yeah. Yeah, you gotta get pictures of the uh you gotta get pictures of the, the drunk bear. So that was yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. And so I documented everything, you know, had them like the, the pictures of the vet mixing up the dart, uh, showing the ministry person how to use the weapon. You know, they brought it out, they resuscitated it and whole treatment process. So basically that's a story. Yeah. So now do you, when, when a story like that unfolds, you took all the pictures, do you yeah. also write the story that goes with it and then send that in? Okay. So um, I, basically write up everything I take notes um, sometimes they'll take that turn that into a story and put my name on it other times they won't put my name on it so that determines the difference between twenty dollars and fifty dollars okay. uh, in the past when we were short on reporters I've actually written sold four stories um, okay. not news it's cricket you know local kids cricket and things like that you know right. so soft stuff fluffy stuff yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, so I don't write the hard news. Um, so, but my, uh, I, I submit, uh, all the information one time it was the, I, uh, interviewed the MP 
I actually recorded it because I knew my editor wanted to write the story, but she couldn't make it. Right. So I, I carry a voice recorder with me. I actually recorded the interview. I interviewed him, recorded it, and then emailed her the MP3. Okay, cool. So with files from Greg King, yeah. So yeah. So it's a uh, yeah, and uh, yes, I, I write the captions. Uh, she edits them though, so sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> a few yeah. years ago at a, at a craft festival, one guy was making stuff out of gourds, and he was also selling the raw gourds for people who want to make their own. And the gourds are sold by the inch. So my caption for that was "Size matters." Oh, geez, <laughs> that got cut. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I always make sure before I post anything to Facebook or that I'm on the fence about. I always yeah. show Shelly. I have to get a second approval before I. Oh post. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My, no, sometimes I, I, my humor just doesn't quite. Yeah. Yeah. Translate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but she let me get away with the one Christmas uh, parade photo outside the old village pub. They had a sign there, you know, uh, free hot chocolate. And it was the chalkboard. And the chalkboard, you know, like, you know, pubs, right? They get, it's advertising, right? So they get the chocolate. Yeah. And this one was uh, um, Jameson's, you know, whiskey. So my caption for that, hot chocolate's free. You have to pay for the whiskey. And she kept that. <laughs> No, that's clever. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things you said about uh, the images and all the stories, I guess, that you write, you own all that stuff. Yeah. So first off, how do you sell that stuff? And secondly, uh, do you find yourself drawn to these stories out of curiosity and the passion of photography or because it's now your job and you have to do it? Um, sometimes. Okay. Uh, this is not all exciting. We've been talking about some interesting things. Uh, in a normal year, pre-COVID, uh, a lot of my job was going around because Vince's is donating $5,000 to South Lake and uh, it's a check pass. Boring. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's not just... That. Um, sorry, itchy nose. Um, <laughs> And on Canada Day, there was a prayer vigil, last minute, total last minute affair, you know, for the uh, residential school kids. Mm. That's a passion of mine is uh, social justice. And so that was more, I, well, A, I was assigned it, but B, I'm definitely doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. And so sometimes the organizations want their own copies so I can sell it to them. Uh, same thing with the bands and some of the people, they, they want copies. So, yeah. Okay. It's not like, um, I, there was a show on TV a while back where there were news reporters that would go around and hunt for the story and then they yeah. have to sell it to how many different stations oh. they can sell it yeah. to. That's not no. how it works for you. Actually, no. Yeah, it is kind of, except I don't hunt around all the stations. For instance, uh, I know Metroland won't, uh, the, the only pictures I've ever had published in the era banner uh were given to them free because i uh, basically because i was shooting for the politician and they submitted my photo with their press release because they metroland didn't send anybody so that's the only way i got a byline out of it was because the politician actually paid me and yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah uh but basically yes i go around like that woman that fell in the uh river uh i happen to see it I sent it in, my editor took it, and bingo. Or last Sunday, uh, I photographed, I caught some uh, dancers from a dance school. 
Uh, co of course, dance studios are still closed, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is their competitive team. They need to rehearse. So they were rehearsing on the stage at Riverwalk. Uh, I got pictures out of that. And I sent them in uh, totally on, on spec. Uh, sometimes she buys them, prints them. Uh, so I keep track. You know, she prints them. Basically, it's sold. You know, because sometimes she doesn't answer my emails. Uh, right now, I'm waiting for my uh, beaver shots to show up. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. We're going to have to hashtag this episode beaver shots. <laughs> There's a family, so, yeah. of, family of beavers living in Fairy Lake. Oh, is there? Okay. So so another thing that I've been doing uh, during the fall, oh, not fall, uh, spring, was nature photography. It started with the duck, right? So, okay, some people, my editor said, oh, yeah, people are interested in some nature. Okay, so... Um, went and staked out their lodge. I won't tell people where it is because I don't want people harassing them. Uh, so now she says she'll print them. So that's been like three weeks now. Oh, so that hasn't been printed yet? Yeah, no. Oh, interesting. So, okay. She, yeah. Um, well, it's not new, so it can be printed at any time. Yeah, waiting yeah. for a good spot to put it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So. So I'm not too excited. I mean, if she does it, it'll be great. It's fifty dollars, and uh, uh, if she yeah. doesn't, I mean, it's not the end of the world. You know, I could probably yeah. sell those pictures. Uh, I'm more happy that I got the um, uh, Canada Day and the uh, the, the vigil because that's something I'm passionate about. You know, the vigil. So I really want to do that as well. Yeah. That's yeah. something I'm I'm working pretty hard on is to get yeah. a guest on the show that can talk yeah. about the whole situation and yeah and in, in a really respectful way i mean yeah. i want to make sure it's atrocious it's absolutely yeah, i've hard. always worked with the local indigenous community uh so i've contacts with all the other communities the only community i don't have a contact with me with is surprise surprise the chinese community <laughs> why would that I be was, a surprise i was i was born here <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a member of the tribe either, and I yeah. probably should have been one day. Yeah. So uh, um, you mentioned how South Lake gives a little bit of pressure. They have their own way of doing things. Yeah. I would imagine since you shoot so many politicians, you'd have had an experience with a politician, maybe Ooh. trying to sway a story, trying to um, bury oh. something. I don't they, need names. I mean, this they, is this they, is an employer-friendly show. They they always okay. So when I'm shooting for them, uh I try to make them look good. If I'm not shooting for them, let's say the papers ha has sent me out, I'm always kind of cognizant that I can resell to them, so I do try to get good pictures. But it's if I'm but if I'm not shooting for them, I don't have to go that extra step to make them look good. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, there's certain politicians uh, is it, that we like in in the in the in the photography world that all the other photographers we like doing. Um, Mitzi Hunter is one. She looks great on camera. <laughs> but some of these guys, it's really tough job. You know, uh, so anyway, them look good, you mean? No. It's, well, she naturally looks good. So uh, she really, anyways, um, the worst. As opposed to Rob Ford. Or yeah, the something. worst experience I've had uh, was Stephen Harper. Hmm. Uh, despite the fact that I was. Me and, and oh, I can't remember who was sent over from the era. Actually, was there anybody sent over from the era? Anyways, I think I was the only local. The rest were all national, following around. Even though 
they're the same guys that follow him around. We were all locked in a room for two hours before he showed up. The RCMP had us quarantined. And then when he and just before he showed up, they, they brought the dog in to, to sniff all our gear. Well, oh, people didn't necessarily like him though, so that's yeah. almost yeah. understandable. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. So I photographed him and all this crazy. Well, I mean, damn, you know, uh, and that was crazy, you know. And and then now fast forward with Trudeau, and he crowd surfs, you know, like there was, you know, uh, one time uh, I was at an event. Uh, in this case, I was a guest. Uh, Chinese New Year's, Markham. You know, and it was hilarious because I look around. This is Chinese New Year's in Markham. So if I look around the crowd, you just look for a tall white guy in a suit. That's security. (laughs) 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 York Regional Police at least sent two Chinese constables, uniform constables, to stand at the door. The tactical squad was on the roof. I found out afterwards. I found out afterwards I was parked right next to them because it was after dark now and the light comes through the windows. When I showed up, it was still light. Yeah, right next to your truck. At least you knew you were safe. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a kind of a different with the uh, conservatives. It's more adversarial. That's the feeling I get. I've worked for I've worked for every all the major parties, uh, except the NDP. Uh, they can't afford me. <laughs> and I actually said that in front of them, and they said, "You're right, Greg. We can't afford you, but if you're willing to give it to us, we'll yeah. You. If you're willing to give it, yeah, yeah. nothing's free. Nothing's yeah. free when it's your livelihood. Yeah. So, uh, well, so yeah. So the only pressure I've got Salt Lake. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the only pressure I really got was Salt Lake. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of some shady dealings in in new market government, and you know, brown bag things. And I was hoping for maybe a a story I, like, oh yeah, I got that one time never where uh, seen John Taylor like met somebody no, in the back alley. I mean, it's all BS. <laughs> okay, people always down on lawyers, politicians. I know lawyers. I know politicians. Yeah, there's some bad ones. You know. So, but they all get in it with the best of intentions. Okay, not all, but a lot of them go in with the best of intentions, and it's not like that. Right. So people always talk about stuff they don't know about, you know. I'm friends with every. I, I know people. Everything. I know people from everyone from the homeless. Uh, thank God this guy's got a home now and he's no longer bugging me. Oh gee. Uh, well, he thinks he's got the solution to the homelessness. He made himself the self-appointed uh, spokesperson for the homeless in Newmarket. Uh, I cannot talk to any homeless person without going through him, or else he gets upset. Um, I say, screw you, buddy. You know, I helped that guy. You know, I took his picture. We did the story on him. We got him out off the street. Okay. You know, you've got serious issues. You think you can buy the hotel? Oh yeah. He he was running a GoFundMe to buy the Howard Johnson and Aurora. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. He has his own mental health issues. Uh, I find most of the homeless have mental health issues. A few of them don't feel them are just down and out. And I want to do a story on one guy because he's he's okay now. He uh, he got placed, uh, sorry, from in from the cold. Uh, ended up be temping for a company in town. This is a really good company. You temp for them for uh, three months. You work out. They hire you full time. That's amazing. 
Yeah, okay. there's just one company. company yeah. They received a million dollars from the conservative government back when Harper was there to expand their facilities in Newmarket. They did. Back then, they were they had one plant. Now they have three here in Newmarket. Cool. Yeah. So I want to do a story on them. Uh, yeah. So when maybe when the, you know, the, unfortunately, the pandemic is like, this is year two now. So, yeah. 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 So it's kind of put a lot of stuff that I want to do on hold. That's great. Though. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I meet a lot of these, you know, people on the street. Like the only people I'm afraid of are some of these street people who, if they're off their meds. You know? It's a serious issue. Like, yeah. um, it's, it sucks that there's so many people out there who are down on their luck and they can't afford yeah. to get their meds because keeping up with your meds, if you don't have a whole lot of money to work with a lot of, yeah. um, and you need it. Like for a lot of these people, they need it. Yeah. Right? It's a chemical oh, yeah. imbalance, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just know from experience because I have a, a relative who has bipolar and um, it, it is a chemical imbalance and the medication is so expensive. So I feel I, I feel for these people who are, um, you know, put out of a home, put out of a place to stay as a result of, you know, just not being able to pay for pay for their medication pay things for they need to have things you know. that they need to have to to well, function right yeah some well, are like oh go on uh, i was just going to say like one of the things that aurora and i have done and i know mark does this as well with shoppers is we try and advocate for mental health awareness as much as we can um we've made the henry's foundation for mental health a big part of what we do in the show because they give to CAMH, kids help phone jack.org and a lot of other places. Um, do you see any of these folks that you've you've encountered on uh, homeless right now? Do you see those people getting any help from these sources? Um, I watched one time when one of them walked a young fella new to town, came into the coffee shop, and there happened to be a social worker in the coffee shop, and so she tried talking to him, trying to get this. So some of them, it's it's really sad because it's money. Uh, but there's others who feel that they don't need it. They don't want it. They don't, you know, uh, so. Well, we have, uh, Leah Denbach coming on our show as a guest. Okay. Um, she's a photographer who has yep. photographed a lot. Of, do you know of her work? I photograph Leah. Oh, really? Excellent. Um, well, she's, she's going to be a guest on our show coming up. Yeah. So I think we'll save those questions for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really interesting talking to you yeah. about your photojournalism. And yeah. we have a couple other questions for you, though, okay. before we say Good. goodbye to you tonight. Uh, we have three questions. One you've already answered. So we're going to let you answer this one first. Um, I asked you earlier if you could give a challenge to our listeners oh. or our viewers. Um, it could be anything. Uh, initially, you, you gave me a photo challenge, which is kind of my gut instinct to do as well. Yeah. But when I mentioned to you that it doesn't have to be photo related, it could be anything, you came up with something else. Uh, do you remember oh, what that yeah. was? Yes. Get paid for your work. <laughs> Elaborate. Everyone, like, you always give it away, uh, and you and a lot of places take advantage of it. Years ago, I was I, I was volunteering for the. Uh, uh, Edmonton Jazz Festival, and so I was taking pictures, but I wasn't state managing. Uh, and then a local paper, the kind of the Edmonton equivalent of Now Magazine, called up, and they wanted photos. Could not afford to pay me. They said, "Think of the exposure, Greg. 
And my reply, this was on a weekend. My reply was, if I wanted exposure, I'd call the sun, have him send a photographer at the corner of Jasper and 97th, which is like the equivalent of uh, Young and, 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 and uh, Bloor, at noon on Monday, I would show up on the corner and drop my pants. That's exposure. <laughs> Doesn't make you much money doing that. But. You know? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of places try and take advantage of young photographers. You know? So, now, I happen to see this from the other side as well. Yeah. And this is coming from my wrestling world. Yeah. It has given me more in experience and understanding of how to use flash and how to deal with people and how to, you know, pay attention to crowds and keep both eyes open when I shoot. Like I've learned so oh, much yeah. from, from shooting that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I don't charge for doing that. Okay. Now I have only worked with two, maybe three different people in my entire world. So it's not like I'm going around taking business from other photographers yep. that want to make money from it. Yep. But I've caught flack for doing that, and I and I understand why, and I totally respect the challenge, and I think it's important that people know that you have value, your work has value, and you have to make sure you get that value, or else you devalue yourself, and you can never recover from that. Yeah. So I totally agree with it, uh, but I do have to say that there's a lot to be said for um, just doing stuff that you love to do. Yeah. You know, like I love doing it, so I learn a lot from doing it. Um, but there, there, there is a fine line there, and I just don't know what that is. It, it, it depends who you're photographing. Uh, for instance, you, you mentioned wrestling. Uh, years ago, I was photographing some women's wrestling in Parkdale. Uh, so basically, it was being done for free. You know, I actually still had a day job back then. So, oh, yes, yeah, so I understand about the crowds and all that. And I was getting creative. I actually would be all the other photographers at ringside. I'm actually at the back. I, f I have shots of the whole ring and mm -hmm. one night with the with the fog machines and everything it looked like if it's printed in black and white it looked like madison square gardens you know like the whole thing oh, cool. and then also because it was women and it's more show than real wrestling it's entertainment but, but you know it's physical okay so um i would catch i would use slow shutter speeds mm. the arms hair blurring as yeah. it just whips around but awesome. you're right about the crowds too, because one night I was beside this one woman and she was screaming, kill her, kill her, kill the bitch. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, they get right into Calm it. Calm down. That must have been Shelly. I think she was at that show. Yeah, my yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I she mean, watches wrestling. Yeah, I, still do. I mean, I just sold some photos to a ba local band for just 20 bucks. Because A, it was not my best work. Because I it was uh, I, I had to keep out of the video camera angles. And so I wasn't, you know, anyways. You know, it just depends. If I'm shooting for someone who's, I know or an organization I know has money, I want to be paid. Okay. Fair awesome. That's why I stopped shooting for Opera York. You know, I did it for 15 years. You know, now I'm doing it for money. And yeah, I think you can afford to pay me at least an honorarium. Uh, I shoot uh, the annual Maple Blues Awards. They pay me. You know, I mean, it's not a lot of money, you know, $200 for a night. But hey, you know. And supporting the uh, Canadian performer artists, so um, yeah, and working for yourself, you can make that call. Yeah, I make that yeah. call. Yeah, I'm sorry, Laura. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely something to be said. Like, you know, I've definitely volunteered to shoot for certain certain things before, 
um, as like a, you know, free thing or like a gift to, you know, a friend or something like that. But um, as soon as you start giving away your shooting and giving away your time as like a photographer or any artist, really, um, Brian is totally right. You kind of devalue yourself. Um, so I think really the, the main lesson out of, you know, getting paid for your art, getting paid for your work is, you know, to believe that your work has value and, and try to sell it. Um, I actually have a relative, um, uh, my aunt, uh, and she stopped her full-time job in accounting and, uh, she kind of went on a, a mental health journey and, and uh, a bunch of different stuff. And now she makes money selling art in her community. Right. Um, and I think, uh, you know, she never really had that kind of value to her work, the value to her music performance and her poetry and, you know, art making and jewelry making before. Um, but when she started selling it, you know, she's, she's making a living off of it. It might not be as much as she was making before, but she's loving what she does and she's Mm -hmm. making something out of it. And I'm sure once she started selling her work, she started gaining that self-worth. It's like, oh yeah, people are actually seeing me this way. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think it's important to to differentiate too between something that you shoot because you want to shoot it. Like Brian, you do with the wrestling because because you you love the wrestling and you do it to to build your skills and you shoot for yourself. <laughs> um, but there's also like I, I did uh, when I lived in Southern Ontario. I did charity golf tournaments for for uh, for shopper stripper. Right? We do a lot of uh, in non COVID times. It was you know two yeah. or three a year, and I always shot them uh, for whichever district manager it was that was hosting it. I, I shot it for them. Um, but you know I got a I got a free day on the links. They they normally. Um, sometimes I played, sometimes I didn't, most often I just shot, but then I got the meals and things like that as well. Um, so it was all, and it was all for the charity. So that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. There were great days. A lot of times my wife would join me. We're making groups of golfers do fun things. So it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then, so for, but for that, if, if I wasn't there, they're not going to pay somebody to do that. That was just a, another way for them to get the money. So, Brian, for you, the wrestling, like if you didn't show up, are they going to start, you know, are they just going to hire a photographer and put that person in there? Probably, probably not, right? They're not going to They're not going to do that. They're not going to spend the money on it. So you're not taking a livelihood from a, a paid photographer. Not um, in these then, cases, no. No. And, but then when <clears throat> where it crosses the line is when somebody sees your work and goes, oh, wow, you're fantastic. Uh, can you come, uh, you know, shoot my wedding? or shoot my uh, son's graduation or whatever. And they want you to do that for free because, well, you did the charity golf tournament, so you can do that for me. And it's not the same thing. Yeah, It's, it's something I've chosen to donate my That's time right. yeah. to this cause or to this organization, or in Brian's case, to learn uh, and, to, and to grow your craft. Even uh, the same different. is true when I shot the Vaughn Film Festival. Uh, I did that for five or six years. Uh, it took a break for a year or two in, in the middle. But when I finally, uh, just recently, um, the people that run the Vaughn Film Festival, one of them ousted the other one in a really, oh, interesting. really bad way. Like, just yeah. I found out about it, and I told Mark, the other guy, so I was like, hey, did you know this happened? He's like, wow, you're not supposed to know that yet. <laughs> like, what is going on? And so anyway, long story short, I basically didn't want to deal with them anymore because of that. It was like, 
that's not cool. You're treating your, your friends since high school this way. I don't want to, I don't want to volunteer for something like that. And as somebody who I shoot for me, you know, I do my own thing. Uh, like you, Greg, you're a freelance. Um, we have the right to decide who we want to work yeah. for or not work for. And mm -hmm. I think that's a very powerful thing too, but yeah, get paid, yeah. do it. And, and that's, that's where I've twisted. I've not, uh, I shoot for me is my excuse for not getting paid really. It's, it's my way to say, I don't, I make my money from Henry's. I make my money from day tripper eventually, maybe because <laughs> it hasn't gone for a year and a half, but um, yeah, that's, that's where I'll focus. But Greg, man, I can't appreciate you being here enough. Uh, we still have two more questions for you though. Okay. Second question is what's your jam? What? Is there a song that you listen to? Is there a song that you listen to and you're like, Oh, oh. man, that's my jam or it just gets you working better. Or it's just a song out there that you just listen to every time you have to hear it all the way through. Or you're not a big music guy. Um, I listen to a lot of music. Uh, I was just actually thinking about this the other day because uh, it was the CBC was playing an old concert, uh, Katie Lang concert. And this is where I disagree with a lot of people. Uh, one of my absolute favorite songs is uh, Cohen's Hallelujah. But I don't like KD's version. <laughs> hmm. okay. I'm a traditionalist. I go for uh, Jeff Buckley's or some of my other uh, friends like the, um, oh, I'm trying to remember, uh, oh, Winnipeg, uh, the Wayland Jennies, uh, you know, or some of the others. Yeah. But uh, I just find it overproduced. Hmm. No, I so you like wrong. nice, clean, pure, original. I like, nice. I like simple. Mostly like simple, but uh, again, I mean, it depends on the music. Um, I'm friends with George St. Kitts, so all the Motown stuff. I lo love uh, the horn section. So the other day, uh, the uh, afternoon jazz. Yeah, we can have music again. Uh, yes, uh, and the singer they sang uh, Mustang Sally. Nice. Oh, did you freeze? I think you froze. If you're gonna freeze, freeze right after you say Mustang. Mustang Sally. Sally. I mean, that's yeah. that's <laughs> like an exit right there. Sorry, my uh, router <laughs> crapped out. Oh no, we it was something yeah, like that. I'm surprised yeah. it lasted an hour without crapping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but yeah. So, anyways, Brian and Aurora, that's how they put the caramel in the caramel bar. So <laughs> <laughs> you missed it, Greg. You missed it. I already <laughs> know. Okay. <laughs> All right, you you finished that Mustang Sally. Yeah, and so we put in a horn section. So, so, so I mean, that kind of, you know, soul music, rhythm and blues, I, I love, a, you know, more orchestration. So it depends on the song. But, yeah, one of my absolute favorites is uh, Cohen's uh, Hallelujah. I like nice. that one clean. Good Very choice. Cool. Very cool. Okay, uh, last question of the night, and this can be anything. Um, we One of the things as photographers, you always see videos of people like, what's in my bag? You know, everybody's mm -hmm. showing off their stuff. I think it's more important to find out what skill or what thing you use day to day. What tool of the trade would you think is something that everybody in your trade should have or do or use or utilize? Oh boy. Uh, what tool of the trade is something that's super important? Basically your brain. I mean, I carry 
I, I've been doing this a long time. I have lenses going all the way from eight millimeter to, you know, fisheye to 400 millimeter, millimeter telephoto. And depending on the gig, you know, you know, I, I sometimes have pre preconceived notions of what I want to do and what I, what I want to bring. But uh, the idea is, is being able to see something and have an idea rather than just snapping a photo. Um, so you guys sometimes like take like, okay, so what happened yesterday during this is a couple walking past started dancing. Well, first thing I did was I did snap a photo of them dancing. Then I moved and I wanted to get the singer in the shot too. So you know what they're dancing to. So, you know, so I grabbed the first shot. And again, it's something I learned in the journal. Just grab something at first. And you may delete it later, but get your money shot. And then, yeah, then work get the something. Scene. So, that, yeah. And then, and then work it. Yeah. So take time, look, think, you know, you know, compose. In this case, I couldn't get far enough back because I wanted, you know, so I didn't equalize the perspective. So the, the, the singer and the dancer, because the singer is a lot closer to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so their image size. So, but basically I tell people to just sit down and look. And also another thing you have to learn is the human eye sees differently than cameras or camera sees differently from the human eye. We see in 3D, you know, cameras are 2D. So basically it's basically my brain. Perfect. I totally understand it. Yeah. Great answer. When, as soon as you said that, I thought about the picture you said you took of Davis Drive from Davis from yeah. Young Street to Leslie. Oh, that was planned. Yeah, and that yeah. because you, you you thought about it and you went, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going yeah. to do that. So yeah, And that's the difference between a photographer and somebody who shows up to shoot something with a cell phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You show up with a cell phone, you have the tiny sensor, you have one lens, maybe wow. you can zoom in digitally. Wow. You can you can be creative with you know. You can be creative with a cell phone. It's just you're more yeah. limited. But again, you have to use your brain now. You gotta, you know, just yeah. know the limitations of the cell phone, and uh, yeah. So when someone hands me their cell phone to take, like their their cell phone, uh, happens yeah. less. Well, it's probably start happening more again when now COVID's over and yeah, right. Yeah. Let me touch their phone. Because that's the first thing I say. Are you okay with me touching your phone? <laughs> um, I'd be like, I'm not okay with touching your phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I live life pretty dangerously. So like I said, with the bear and all that, you know, I should have been. Uh, dead you are a rebel. Ago. Uh, I, I, I do take chances. Um, well, you have to, you have to, especially and, in that line of work, you know? So, but anyways, so, but you still got to learn to think. So even with a cell phone, learn to learn to think and, you know, you got, you're limited and, you know, your depth of field is immense. So it's, new phones are different. They're, they're using software now to try and get some image blur in and things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's learn to live with limitations. So if you get on your cell phone, I will reposition you, especially in restaurants, right? Okay, stand up. I need light on your face, right? You know, kind of thing. And okay, pose there. And then, and then also to get light on their face, I'll also shoot from, uh, hold the cell phone up over my head. Yeah. 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 Think. Yeah, I think that's Perfect. a really great piece of advice, um, you know, specifically for photojournalism work or uh, anything that you want to be telling a story with. Because if you don't, like oftentimes in, in the case of people taking pictures with their cell phone or just whatever camera that they have on there really quick, it's a quick, it's a quick snap. Yeah. Um, this piece of advice to actually like think it out and see what else is there to interact with the other pieces of the puzzle uh, to create a story, to create a whole picture. Yeah. Um, it shows a lot more than words. 
um, you know, if you're just uh, isolating the one subject, you may not get the full story out of the picture. So I think this is an awesome piece of advice. And I feel like this could be applied to in many different fields of, of creativity as well, like art making and, and uh, music. Think about the bigger picture. Uh, so building. Build your story. Yeah. 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 Everything. Yeah. 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 For sure. Awesome. Um, one of the things, though, that about uh, thinking is you need a little bit of experience sometimes to get that. I know uh, for myself, a trip to Algonquin Park, um, a moose, we see a moose in the bush. Uh, everybody's first instinct is to just get the shot. Just go click, 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 click. Nobody's stopping to think about, you know, is there a cool tree in the way that you can work with? Or if I shoot from a lower perspective, it'll look bigger or one of those things. So, I mean, it, it's certainly a great tip to give is just to look beyond what's right in front of you, yeah. turn around and look what's behind you, pay attention to the environment you're in and try and compose something that somebody else hasn't done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Any other questions for Greg before we say goodbye guys? No, I'm, I'm great. I just, I enjoy, I really enjoy, I didn't say much, but I really <laughs> enjoyed your stories. I really enjoyed your stories. Greg. Oh man. I got, I mean, 40 some odd years. I have tons yeah. of them. Bring so I can't tell time. jokes, but I, I, I don't tell jokes, but I have funny stories. I have so much yeah. in my well, life. You know? when, one time when, uh, when COVID is uh, a distant memory yeah. and I'm down and down there, we'll get together for a coffee. Cause yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Great. All right. Greg, you don't need to disappear right away. I'm just going to stop the broadcast and then we'll say our goodbyes. But thank you everybody who has watched and listened so far tonight uh, to the Expressions podcast, episode number 16. And I'm glad Aurora has that on her board behind her there because that's how I remembered. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, please go feel free to do so. Expressions the podcast at gmail.com. And um, definitely keep in touch with all the things we're doing. We've got some great guests coming up. We've had some great shows already, and it's just going to get better from here. That's it but for us. Everybody, take care. We'll see you soon. Good night. Good night. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Back in. So he, he left. Okay. Now I'm all alone on the bottom row. Look at all the elbow room I have now. <laughs> <laughs> ooh.